Hey babies, I'm Dr. Anna Guanche. I am a board certified dermatologist. I'm so excited to announce the Dr. Beauty podcast. Whole goal of this is to share with you some of the most amazing people I've met, not just for beauty, but for everything in life. And we have some amazing, interesting, fascinating guests. Everything from actors to models to dancers to super moms, CEOs, people that started businesses. We want to learn from them. We want to learn their wisdom. And the goal of this podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you. So listen, babies, I'm going to be answering questions. So you guys can call in, look for my link in my bio on Instagram, and you can click the number, call in and ask me anything. And we will feature you on the podcast and answer those questions. Let's take our first question. Hi, Dr. Guanche. This is Erica, and I was just wondering, what is your favorite procedure to do? I follow your Instagram, and I see you post so many different procedures from Guanche lips to Botox lips. What I want to know what your favorite procedure is to do. I love doing injectables. That's one of my favorite procedures, and the whole point of my job is to have people look at their face and see a change that's an improvement that makes them feel great. Not only do they see the change, but their friends and family see it. And so it's a very high pressure type of thing to do where there's a lot of feedback, you know, from other people. But also it's very rewarding because there's a lot of feedback from other people. And one of the most rewarding things to do is nose reshaping. Um, And that's where we use filler to reshape the nose. Some people call that liquid rhinoplasty. And instantly the nose looks straighter, perkier, or whatever it is that the patient wants. And especially with my teenage patients, a lot of times um, they get tears in their eyes when they see in the mirror their nose for the first time. And that's so gratifying to see. I follow a lot of my patients on Instagram as they follow me. And a lot of times I'll see that they're being more extroverted. They have a lot more pictures. They love all their angles. And I'm like, oh, I did that. So it's very exciting. Hi, Dr. Guanche. I'm just curious, is there a line between boosting confidence with procedures and an unhealthy desire for procedures? There's definitely a line between boosting confidence with these procedures and an unhealthy desire for procedures. And it's really my job to understand the goals and the psychology behind why my patients want a procedure. If they want a procedure because they want to boost their confidence, they want to look great, they want to feel good, and they're happy about it. That's one of the big hallmarks. Is like, Are they happy and excited about it? Or do they feel they need it? Does it look like they've had 20 other things recently done and they just need another thing and that one other thing is going to completely change their life? That's when it's an unhealthy need for a procedure. And we call that body dysmorphic disorder. And that's why you see people in the media that are overdone and overdone. This is not your average injectable patient. The average patient, you can't tell they got anything done. They should look really natural. You should just be wondering why they look so amazing, but not be deterred from ever trying filler because you saw that lady in spin class at the gym and you think doing filler makes your lips look gigantic. Well, that lady probably has four or five syringes of filler in in her lips and she is thinking she needs more. I guarantee you next week she's going to go and ask somebody to put more filler in her lips. And someone has to say no. But what happens is people will find the path of least resistance. You'll say no, and they will shop around and find somebody to say yes. And so a lot of times the very, very exaggerated looks come from people who are seeking it personally, not from the 
the doctor that's providing it. And it is an ethical concern. The doctor needs to say no. They need to, you know, confront the problem that this is exaggerated. But like I said, most people come in, they just want to do something to look and feel their best. And it's a healthy, happy thing. Hi, Dr. Guante. Do you ever have patients come in and you just have to fix their face? Or is it, do some patients just don't need work done? How do you decide on who gets any work done or not? I do have patients that come in and I have to fix their face because they've gone somewhere. Either they came to me first and they went somewhere else and they're upset because they're, they don't look the way they wanted to. Or sometimes they come in and they've been going somewhere else and they have some filler that's not where they wanted it to be. They have puffy lower eyelids or they have lumps in their lips or, you know, there are issues that come up. And luckily, most filler, most people use fillers that are dissolvable these days. And so in most cases, I can use an enzyme called hyaluronidase. Uh, the benefit of Botox is that it's temporary. We always say Botox is great because it's temporary and it's horrible because it's temporary and you have to keep doing it over and over. And so we can do things to fix people's faces. And there are other things. They get a peel, they get hyperpigmentation. That means they get a lot of dark pigment from the peel because it wasn't cared for properly afterward. Uh, or maybe that skin type shouldn't have gotten that deep of a peel. And we can do things with lasers and different types of peels to improve that condition. Hey, people in my family have gotten skin cancer, um, but I'm still pretty young. When should I start seeing a dermatologist? Thank you. People should start getting checked for skin cancer as soon as they notice moles that are changing or if they happen to have a lot of moles. And more importantly, if there's a family history of skin cancer. Now, once a dermatologist sees a patient, they will determine at what interval this patient should be seen uh, based on how many moles they have, the darkness of them. Sometimes we sample, we call it the ugly duckling. We will sample the worst looking moles. We do a special examination with a dermatoscope. And if the moles look suspicious, we'll biopsy them. Some people have odd looking moles and they're not abnormal. Some people have odd looking moles and they are abnormal. In that case, they will need to be seen more frequently. So basically, if you're seeing changes in the skin, then you need to come see your dermatologist and then determine how often you need to be seen. Hello, Dr. Guanche. What can you do to protect yourself from the sun or even skin cancer? This is my mantra. What can we do to protect ourselves? Sun protection, sun avoidance. Don't go lay in the sun and reapply sunscreen every two hours thinking that you're doing great. You're not supposed to be laying in the sun. So we say seek shade, wear hats, sun protective clothing, and sunscreen, and reapply every two hours. And so don't give yourself an excuse to lay out in the sun and fry for hours just because you have a coat of sunscreen on. Hi, Dr. G. What ingredients should I be looking for in sunscreen? Thanks. The most protective ingredients in sunscreen are what we call physical blockers. So zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Those are the ones that sit on the surface of your skin and they reflect and deflect UV radiation. They're the safest in general because they don't involve a chemical reaction, which the chemical sunscreens do. However, it's harder to make them waterproof and it's harder to make them really light and non-comedogenic. So what happens is people end up wanting the lighter, thinner sunscreen so they can put the makeup over it so it won't block their pores, but it is not the mildest, blandest type of sunscreen that you can choose. Hi, Dr. Wanche. I was just curious, what are the different types of neuromodulators? 
So Botox is a term that you guys hear. The question is, what are the different types of neuromodulators? And we must have a very experienced caller because neuromodulator is the term we use for anything that's like Botox. And there are now four products. There's Javo, Xeomin, Dysport, and Botox. And Botox has almost become like a term like Google. It's just so recognizable. And so some of those other brands are falling behind the eight ball because they're not as recognizable. But there are different ways to inactivate muscles and reduce wrinkles and lines with different products. The difference is very minimal. The difference between Botox, Xeomin, and Javot's minimal. Dysport is a slightly different type of molecule. And so that one gives you a slightly different look. It takes effect slightly faster. And it, some people think, doesn't last quite as long. But there are people who don't respond as well to Botox. Over time, they feel they're not getting the results they wanted. And over time, we will ask them if they want to switch to a different neuromodulator. And so most people start with the big B because it's been around the longest and it has the longest safety record. Hey, Dr. Anna, my name is Lindsay, and I was actually just wondering how much recovery time you think is necessary when getting injectables before you go to like a big life event such as a wedding. Thanks. Thank you, Lindsay, for your question. Um, so if you are doing Botox or neuromodulators, for example, you should give yourself about a week. Sometimes there's little dot bruises. Uh, depending on who your injector is, you may have more bruising than others. And um, it may not turn out just like you like it. Give yourself at least a week. If it's your wedding or you're in a wedding or you're on camera, you should give it two to three weeks because Botox can be adjusted. So if your brows are too pointy, if your brows are too low, if there's something about your Botox you don't like, there are things we can do to adjust it. And you want to have that time for it to kick completely in within seven days and then for you to be able to decide how, how it looks and is it good um, and so that you can go back to your injector and say, I, I want to tweak it a little or it's perfect and I'm good to go. Hi, Dr. Guanche. I'm just curious, what are your passions outside of dermatology? Thank you for asking me that. I have a lot of passions. I'm a very passionate person. And besides my family, I love yoga and meditation. I put those two together, but really they're, they're, they can be separate. Mantras and meditation, I do twice a day. And yoga, I do at least three times a week. I try to be mindful during yoga. And it has really changed my life. I'm not talking about the way my body looks or muscles or anything. I'm talking about my mind-body connection, my ability to cope with stress, my ability to adapt to situations. Because I have this practice. I have about 15 employees now. I, I'm working on a, a line. I'm trying to launch a podcast. There's a lot of different things I'm trying to do. And I've realized you can't increase your bandwidth if every little thing gets to you. There's no way that you can roll with that many things coming at you. So you just have to stay calm inside. And I found that yoga really helped me with that. Hi, Dr. Guanche. You are so stunning and so beautiful. And I just want to know, what is your definition of beauty? One of the things that makes my job so special is that I don't just do procedures. I make people feel more confident, feel better, feel more beautiful. And what happens is people feel diminished when they have something on their face. It could be a wrinkle, it could be a mole, it could be something like a mark, a pigmentation, makes them feel less than 100%. My job is to take away 
some of those things that hinder people from being their 100% best self. So my definition of beauty is being the best possible version of yourself, both inside and out. And sometimes your appearance on the outside informs your behavior, the way you smile, the way you decide to go and apply for a job, the way you decided to answer a text message when someone asks you for a date. So it's all about confidence. It's not about that little needle that goes in. It's about how you feel when you look great. My mom isn't allowing me to get Botox before prom. What can I have done? I understand your mom is not allowing you to get Botox yet. And that makes sense because you're going to prom. You're only 16. So um, I really love the facials that we do here. We do a diamond glow facial, exfoliation, hydration. We take off those dead skin cells. The face can look so smooth and so plump. You'll look your absolute best for the prom. And you can wait a few years, honestly, before you start doing injectables. Thank you, babies, for joining me on my very first podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and also follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at AnnaGuancheMD and at Bella Skin Institute. There's some fun stuff going on there. Tune in next time. We're going to have Jerry O'Connell. You might remember him from Stand By Me. And he's also the first male host on The Talk. He is hilarious. I love him. He's one of my patients. So that should be really fun. <laughs>